the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. You need to save $5 a day. Over 40 years in your retirement account, saved well, you could have over a million dollars. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, sitting here with Rochelle Smith, the producer of this podcast, and then across from me, Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. Lauren, every day you sit down with people. You work primarily with pre-retirees and retirees, and they say to you, Lauren, what do they say? Can I retire? They say, do I have enough? Do I have enough to retire? Do I have enough to retire and live the same lifestyle that I've grown accustomed to? And do I have, should I have a high level of confidence that I'm not going to run out of money before I run out of time? That's the primary question that we get from pre-retirees, which makes sense. I mean, you've worked for 40 years and, and you've done a lot over the course of that time frame uh, from a financial standpoint. But at the same time, you were buying a house and raising kids. You were also trying to put money away for this time where you can have your money work for you and you don't have to work for your money and you can still live and enjoy this this newfound freedom of time. So now you get on the doorsteps of retirement and you're wondering, did I do it? Do I have enough? It's a big question to answer too. And so we know the exceptions are maybe if you're forced into retirement, your your employer offers you a really great severance package. That that may be a no-brainer. Also if your health takes a downturn, you may know, yep, now's the time to retire. But there's a vast majority of people who are, you know, tinkering with the age 62, the age 65, can I work till 70? And I, I imagine Lauren, they're sitting there going, what's my magic age? When can I say goodbye to work and hello to retirement? Yeah, there's two things that come to mind right there. One is when is it right for me? And that's probably the most important thing. But I also get a lot of questions of what do most people do? What's what do, what do most people do from a retirement standpoint? What are most people spending in retirement? The average retirement age for women is 62. The average retirement age for men is 64. So that, and, and that makes sense because your first eligibility to claim social security benefits is age 62. So most people think that retiring and taking social security is synonymous and in reality it's not. Uh, and if you're, if you're eligible to claim social security at 62, but you don't retire till 64, you're most likely not going to claim social security at 62 because of the earned income limit. So there's a custom evaluation that's necessary. And yes, it's, it's interesting to know what most people are doing. It's interesting to know what the average is, but what is most important to you is what are you capable of doing? What do you want to do? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? What is it going to cost you to afford that lifestyle? And then it goes back to that all important question. Do you have enough? So what we want to answer today is maybe not the question, do you have enough, but what could working a couple more years do to boost your retirement? Again, if you like your job, you're still fulfilled by it, you're in good health, what could working a few more years do for you? And there's a couple of things that it does, and we're going to start first with Social Security. Lauren, you pay into Social Security a couple more years, your benefit grows. Your benefit does grow. You pay into Social Security for a couple years. Typically, at the end of your career, that's your highest earning years. And what Social Security does to calculate your Social Security benefits is they use your top 35 wage earning years. So let's take an example of um, Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones has been working for 40 years. So there's five of those years that Social Security is not going to use in her calculation. And most of the most of the time, the 
40 years ago income is going to be less than what Mrs. Jones was earning towards the last couple years of her employment. So she works a couple more years that eliminates some of the lower wage earning years and it will boost her social security income. Let's take uh, another case, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones has only been working for 30 years. So he has five zeros in his social security calculation. If he works two more years, he's replacing two zeros with most likely his highest wage earning years. So that could have an impact on his social security benefits as well. What we do for our families, because that's a question we get quite a bit, is we use technology. We use a social security calculator that's pretty advanced and it takes into consideration all the 81 different options that they have. And then they can identify if they, regardless of whether they have 30 years, 25 years, or 50 years, if they work an extra year or two years or three years and they make X, it'll have this amount of impact on their social security benefit. If they retire now, they're going to receive $2,100 a month. If they retire two years from now and they make $50,000 for the next two years each, then instead of $2,100 a month, it'll show that they have $2,250, right? Whatever those numbers turn out to be. But then they can use that information to make the decision that's right for them and they can make that decision with confidence. And do you find that, $150, $200 a month does make a difference because we're also talking about that's your payment with some cost of living adjustments for the next 20, 25 years. For some people it does and some people it doesn't. It's di- it is different for everybody. I mean, Miss, Mrs. Jones might look at that uh, $22.50 a month and be like, that's an extra $100 a month or $150 a month. That's a big deal. And and I'm, I'm not really ready to retire anyway. It's not that big a deal if I continue to work. I'm going to continue to work and make the ex- extra income and then also get the extra or the higher payment on my Social Security. That That's worth it to, to Mrs. Jones. Mr. Jones might look at that and say $150 extra a month and you're telling me I got to go into work every day for the next two years to get that? No way. I'm going to retire now. So it's uh, it depends on how they look at it and what their overall picture and what their retirement goals are. And speaking of ready to retire, I know COVID has at least changed the landscape for some people on that. I have a personal experience of a, a friend's mother who's 70. I think she thought, I'm going to retire here pretty soon. Well, so we, she switched to working 100% at home during COVID. And now she's like, it's just too good of a gig to give up. Yeah. We hear that story so many, I've heard that story so many times over the last uh, 12 months, we had many people set to retire last year and they didn't, they chose not to because of that same exact reason. They're working from home. The job's not all that difficult. They're making great income. It's going to boost their savings. Maybe they can pay down a little bit extra debt and it's going to increase their social security income, all the right reasons why they should continue to work, which is also why we're probably going to embark on a resignation revolution, meaning that as these companies bring employees back to work, they're no longer going to have the luxury of staying at home, whether the, the employers are bringing them back in a hybrid model or bringing them back fully. And a lot of people are just going to say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to retire or I'm going to resign and go to a job that I prefer to work at as as opposed to this job that's going to make me come back to the office. You heard it here first. Resignation, (laughs) revolution. No. Is that what you said? Resignation? Resignation, revolution. I like that. I think you made a really good point there and I like the way you coined that. You should should do more with words. Write some stuff down. Synonymous? (laughs) Words like that? (laughs) So social security. One of the reasons you may stay in the workforce a couple more years. Now the next one. Lauren, because again, this is the stuff he lives and breathes. Lauren likes to call this one, Rochelle, the eighth wonder of the world. 
Are you impressed? <laughs> sure. She doesn't know what to say to Lauren, that. Lauren, nope. Rochelle, have you seen any of the other wonders of the world? Has anybody, have you seen any of the wonders of the world, Lauren? Nope. There's seven of them, right? Do there can, are. Can, well, ooh. it depends. I Is mean, there an eight? The, the oh, new yeah. wonders, the ancient wonders. Oh, there's a lot of different types of wonders. Technical Okay, what, what do you think they are? Oh. <laughs> Well, but he's such I, an authority over here. <laughs> the ancient, well, this, and that. The reason I know there's different wonders is because I, I researched it months ago, maybe even last year, and I had no idea that there's different categories of the seven wonders of the of the world. So, so name so, seven. Go ahead. So the pyramid, right? The Great Pyramids is one. Yep. Uh, the Leaning Tower. Okay. Uh, Pisa is another. Um, you know, there's there's at least five more. <laughs> one of the, the Garden of, not the Garden of Eden. I want to say the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Gardens of Babylon. Babylon. Statue of Zeus. Is that, that must Greece. be underneath the, the ancient category. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? Lighthouse in Alexandria and Egypt. Then there's some more. Yeah, so there's and a lot of wonderful. Those <laughs> we, really, we wonder a lot about them. <laughs> Mostly what they are. But you know the one that you care about maybe most if you are, again, thinking about retirement is compound interest because that truly is really powerful, especially as you're getting close to retirement. Compound interest is your most powerful friend when it comes time to wanting to retire, wanting to have your money work for you. Compound interest is it. It is why we deem it one of the superheroes of your retirement savings plan. If we look at what compound interest is, there's really two different types of, of two main different types of interest. There's compound interest, which means you're building interest off of your previous balance, or there's simple interest, which means you're building interest off of your original balance. So as a quick example, let's say you start with $10,000 and you earn 5% uh, per year from an interest rate. And if it's simple interest, you're earning 5% off of 10,000. So year two, you have 10,500. Year three, you have the 5% that is not growing off of the 10500 It's growing off the original amount, the 10000 So you add another $500 to the 10500 and that, that leaves us with? 5000 or 551 <laughs> It's on the paper in front of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Are we talking about year three? Uh, nope. <laughs> Damn it. The paper deceives you. Ah, oh, okay. Wait. No, we're talking about simple interest. So what's on the paper is compound oh, interest. Oh, so, and then there's so compound on top of simple that. interest, okay. in that example, we're adding $500 per year. Okay, because it's off of the From original 10000 10, Got so it. So we got 10000 then 10500 and then year three, we have... 11000 11, I got it this All time. Right. Everybody, Sorry. Everybody's back with us. <laughs> Woo. So we have $11,000 underneath the simple calculation. Underneath the compound calculation, we have we start with 10,000, we get 5%, it's 10,500, but then instead of getting 5% off of 10,000, we get 5% off of 10,500. So that takes us to an interest of $525, which takes us to an account value of $11,025. And then the next year we get 5% off of not 10,000, but 11,025. So it just keeps building. It keeps uh, snowballing. And this is why for pre-retirees, the last two compounding or the last two uh, doubling periods within your pre-retirement phase is where most pre-retirees make the majority of their retirement wealth. And if we think about it from a standpoint, uh, you're 30 years old, you start to save, uh, and you've amassed maybe 100000 by the time you're 35. 
Well, most people hope that their money will double within a 10-year period of time. So, but now you're 45 and, and we're not including contributions, right? We're just including uh, growth compound interest. So you have a hundred thousand at 35 by 45, you have 200,000 by 55, that 200,000 grows to 400,000. And so now between 55 and 65, that 400,000 grows to 800,000. There we go. Yeah. Now that 800,000 to most retirees is a lot more meaningful than the 400, right? And each one of those doubling periods therefore becomes a lot more meaningful. And that's why it's important not to get discouraged if you're let's say 50 years old and you have 250,000 saved and you're reading these articles that says you need $300,000 just for healthcare alone in retirement. I mean, keep, keep, your, keep your head down and continue to plow forward, build your plan. And by building your plan, it'll identify here's how much you need to save and here's what your retirement balance would really look like. And the good news is, is that if you're 50, you have 250,000, maybe by 60 with contributions, you could have way more than 500,000. It could actually be up to three quarters of a million dollars if you get some decent growth and you continue to be diligent on your contributions. And then when you do retire, it doesn't mean your accounts are not going to grow. It, many retirees still have their account values grow in retirement as well. So you might not have another really effective doubling period, that first doubling period that you retire. So if you retire with three quarters of a million dollars, then you might have 1.5 10 years later and still have income if you have a really good retirement income plan. And if calculating the interest in your portfolio is not something, you know, you feel like you want to do or it's in your wheelhouse, that's something you sit down and say to people, again, if you retire at 63, here's what it looks like here. If you retire at 65, you're going to show them on paper kind of how this would all play out depending on when they, when they retire. Yeah, I had a meeting uh, last week with a family. And, you know, this, this family has been with us for a number of years. And one, one of the things that we find interesting is that we have really good conversations and we show visuals in these meetings, but then two weeks later they forget a lot about, which is fine. That's perfectly natural. Sure. They're not looking at it every day. They're not dealing with it every no, day. They, yeah. They understand it and they feel really good in that meeting. Uh, so anyway, this, this couple came back, uh, last week and, uh, th we'll just call him Mr. And Mrs. Jones. Mr. Jones has been retired. Mrs. Jones wants to retire, but she doesn't feel like she really can even though we've had this plan completed now for a couple of years and every time we said, Mrs. Jones, you can retire, but you know, it just gets lost in life. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time for that to sink in to be like, okay, you're, you can really retire. Or I think really what happened in this case is even though she knew she could retire a year ago or even two years ago, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. So it didn't really resonate, but now she's getting to a point where she's really ready. And so when I say you can retire, now it hits home. Now it sinks in and, it, and she really uh, uh, grasps onto that, grasps onto that and to a point where now she can really feel good about retiring. But she made that point, And that's why I went to that story. Molly, she made that point. Is it something to see that? It's one thing because they had other advisors and other advisors told them the same thing. You guys are going to be fine. You guys are going to be fine. But they both said when we can see it, that we're going to be fine. It's much more powerful than just somebody telling us that we are going to be fine. So they can look at their numbers and they can look at their, the income that the savings can generate that for them from the small pension that they had to the social security combination strategy that they're using as a married couple to the income that their, their savings can deliver for them as well. Not only when she retires, but also five years down the road, 
and 10 years down the road, regardless of what happens from a health healthcare cost standpoint as well. So it's, it's very powerful to be able to see what your retirement income can look like all the way throughout the course of your retirement. And I love the idea of, yes, my money will double in 10 years. Yes, stay invested. But I do know life happens. People take uh, equity out of their homes to remodel, to send kids to college, to do things. Um, they don't invest as, maybe as much as they should have. So then they come into you and they say, yes, we want the power of the compound interest, but we don't have our home anywhere near uh, close to paid off yet. Or we dipped into our 401k uh, one year for a, a big expense. Then do they have to then, then are they missing out on compound interest or what is, how does the conversation switch? When you take money out of your account, you are mi missing out on that opportunity of compound interest on the money you take out. That does not necessarily have to be a bad thing. And if you're in the pre-retirement years, that does not necessarily mean you can't retire on schedule. If you're in the retirement years, that doesn't mean you have to come out of retirement necessarily. And that's really the value of the plan. I mean, the reason you save this money over all of these years is so one day you could take it out. As especially if you're not working, uh, we all know that there's one-off expenses, one-off big expenses that we have over the course of our life. In the retirement years, that doesn't change. There's still one-off big expenses we will incur. You still need to buy a car every once in a while. You still have roof issues every once in a while. Uh, maybe you want to take a lavish European vacation that costs you 10 grand. That's Sounds a, great. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> and that does happen. So that, that kind of stuff, you can't plan for everything, but you can plan for the unknown what ifs. And so we do have uh, a what if bucket. Uh, what if we need a new roof? Roof. What if you guys get a wild hair and you want to have a lavish European vacation? What if this? What if this? And then you know we can't plan for exactly when we're going to need to uh, put a new deck on, but we'll have the funds there in the event that that happens. And then that gives you confidence to continue to live your daily life, spend the amount that you need on a monthly basis, and then still have some money for, for those inevitable what ifs. Yeah. And going back to the mortgage uh, conversation, having some mortgage isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of what interest rate you're at and, and what your investments are doing. You kind of weigh all those things, right? It's more and more common, uh, especially when most retirees, as they make that transition from the working years to the retirement years, most of them do want to downsize because they have a multi-story house and it's a bigger house uh, where they were entertaining kids or raising kids and then entertaining as the kids left and, and trying to pull them back, but they don't want to maintain it. They don't want to maintain that big space. When they get up in the morning and they have to go down the stairs or up the stairs, it's, I mean, they feel it on their body. It's just not appealing to them anymore. So they want to downsize. But in today's market, downsizing isn't necessarily downpricing. And so many people are finding themselves selling their house, but yet having to take on a mortgage to get into a house that's more comfortable for them. Having a mortgage in retirement is not the, the, the full paw that it used to be 20 years ago. And all you need to do is build that into your cash flow plan. You have $1,500 a month, $2,000 a month from a mortgage standpoint. This is how you're going to pay for it, and whether you pay for it uh, and amortize that, that loan out over 15 years or 20 years or 30 years, or you say, let's, let's find a repayment plan and build this into our overall tax plan where we can pay this house off, house off over five years 
right? And take distributions from certain accounts in a tax-friendly way that you, you, you're going to have a mortgage for a period of time, but it's a small period of time. It's different for everybody depending upon their situation and what they want to do. But having a mortgage in retirement can work still really well. Yeah. So we're talking about the power of compound interest and your specific situation, you know, is different. You may or may not have a mortgage. You may or may not want to downsize. Maybe you want to buy a second house uh, somewhere warm to be during the winter months. Here's an opportunity to talk directly with a retirement planner about your specific situation. It's a complimentary 15 minute retirement checkup call. You can schedule your, you can schedule yours today at MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, retire.com. So compound interest. I like it. Again, I like the idea of the money doubling. Sounds great. 10 years, stay in a couple more years, put a little bit more away for retirement. But Lauren, the market's too wild for me. I can't handle it. The, the market should not dictate what you're doing from a retirement standpoint. The market should not dictate what your lifestyle is in retirement. It should be something that's beneficial to you. It should be something that helps you achieve your goals, but it should not be something that prevents you from achieving your goals. And that's where the investment plan really combines with your income plan and your tax plan and your long-term care plan and your legacy plan to make sure that your retirement is not predicated uh, on the market continuing to increase. Because there's one thing we know about the market is it goes up. Ooh, I know it comes next. It goes down. And it goes down. <laughs> it always has. It always will. On average, recessions happen every five to six years. So you're going to see many recessions, many bear markets that on average happen every couple of years over the course of your 20 to 30 year retirement. So that should not be a surprise. That needs to be built into your pre-retirement and retirement plan to make sure that regardless of what the crazy market does, you can still have that lifestyle that you want to in retirement. In your, and, and that's why the investment strategy should change when you're in retirement. When you're 30 years old, if you lose 40% in the market, your portfolio is down by 40%. No big deal. In fact, you keep putting money into it and it'll actually benefit you over the course of your investment career. If you're 65 years old and you need to take $2,000 a month from your investments to live on, and your portfolio is down by 40%, it's no longer your portfolio, it's your lifestyle. It's your ability to maintain retired for the next 20 years. And so it's much different in the retirement years. Your investment strategies need to change, and it needs to be baked into all the other components of your retirement plan. So we're talking about how working a couple of more years can really boost your retirement savings. And we can't have this conversation, Lauren, without talking about taxes, which... Yes, we know if you keep working, you keep paying taxes while you're working. But if you work a couple of more years, it gives you a little bit more time to maybe develop a long-term tax plan and do some stuff during the working years that might benefit you later. Yeah, it certainly can. I mean, there's uh, not only can it help you from a con contribution standpoint uh, to help build your savings, but it can also give you some additional benefits from a tax planning standpoint. Uh, one is it gives you more cash flow to help pay the taxes on any Roth conversions that you may want to engage in. Uh, right now with tax rates being on sale, it's uh, a really appealing thing for many people to decide, hey, let's pay, let's pay taxes on a piece of our retirement savings that we don't have to, but it makes sense because we can pay 12 or we can pay 22% as opposed to later down the road, we think maybe 15 or 25% or even more. Uh, so it does give you a little excess cash flow to help pay those taxes. Uh, also, uh, within that overall decision, you might decide it makes sense for you to retire a year or two earlier. 
because if you don't have that taxable income coming in, it opens up some of these cheaper tax brackets to pay more taxes on some of this big retirement savings money you have you have that you've never paid taxes on before in the form of conversions. And then you pay the taxes a different way. Instead of the cash flow or the W-2 income, you pay it out of the conversion itself, or maybe you pay it out of some other non-qualified money that you have saved as well. So it can work either way. You know, this evaluation, the creation of your plan can say, hey, it would be beneficial to work another two or three years, or maybe you should retire now for all of these other reasons. And if that works well with what your lifestyle plan is, and maybe you really want to retire sooner than later, then that could be good news for you as well. And it's kind of obvious, but working a couple more years, Lauren, means you don't have to dip into that retirement savings. You don't have to dip into the savings. It helps your Social Security benefit grow a little bit more potentially. But also the big one we haven't talked about is it could get you closer to Medicare eligibility age. At 65, now you're eligible for Medicare. If you retire prior to 65, then your your health insurance cost could be exponentially higher. In fact, the cost of healthcare today is keeping many people from retiring prior to age 65. So if you're 60 years old and you're looking at your retirement plan and things seem to, to feel okay, but you know if you work an extra two or maybe three years, then that's only three or two years that you have to pay this open healthcare market cost and then you can transition to Medicare. So it could save you potentially fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars just in healthcare costs by working an extra couple years. That cost savings is different for everybody. Uh, one of the most common time frames for people to retire today is sixty-three and a half, because then you can go on COBRA insurance for eighteen months. And typically, for a lot of people, that is less expensive now than open market healthcare costs. And then, of course, at sixty-five, you're eligible for Medicare to hopefully bring that cost down for you even more. So. That that could be a t- uh, potentially a big savings for people uh, waiting an extra year or two to get them closer to 65. So I hope you're convinced that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And you've gotten some good information if you're thinking about working a couple more years about what that can really do to boost your retirement. Personally, guys, the pyramids of Egypt, I think I'm, I'd much rather see those. That'd be fun, but probably not as much fun as retiring a year or two earlier. Seeing the pyramids might actually delay your retirement a little bit. Well, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work with my retirement planner. I'm going to retire a couple of years earlier, and then I'm going to get to go see all the wonders of the world. There you go. Got to see all seven? Sure. Ancient, modern. There's a great big world out there I haven't seen yet, so I am in. So I'm going to work on, I better start putting a little bit more away if I want to see all that stuff. (laughs) If you're working on your retirement plan, your retirement vision, whether it's the eight wonders of the world, more time with grandkids, hobbies, travel, an RV, a second home. Oh, there's a lot of fun stuff to think about. A great place to talk about how to make that vision come to life is a 15 minute retirement checkup call. It's a complimentary call. You can go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com and schedule your call today. We'll continue talking about all of the pieces that go into a retirement vision on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.